Hello, this is Anviti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 11th of May. India reported 2,897 new coronavirus infections and 54 related deaths in the last 24 hours, according to the Union Health Ministry data. 1,118 of the new coronavirus cases were reported from Delhi alone, reported the Financial Express. The total number of active cases in the country stands at 19,494. The daily positivity rate was recorded at 0.95%, while the national COVID-19 recovery rate was at 98.74%. The strict zero-COVID policy in China continues, with the Hindu reporting that health teams have been entering homes of those who are infected to carry out disinfectant programs. Researchers at Shanghai's Fudan University claim that the city would witness over 1.6 million deaths if these precautionary measures are weakened. China has stood by its extreme measures, even as the World Health Organization claimed its policies was not sustainable on Tuesday. Following WHO's criticism, Chinese authorities started to wipe out online debate over its zero-COVID strategy on Wednesday, including the WHO chief who has been censored on Chinese social media according to CNN. Additionally, WHO Emergencies Director Michael Ryan said any measures to combat the COVID-19 pandemic should show, quote, due respect to individual and human rights, unquote. In India, the coronavirus has infected more than 4.31 crore people and claimed over 5.24 lakh lives so far. India is currently the second highest in the world in terms of caseload, a few million behind the USA in the first place, with over 82 million infections since the outbreak of the pandemic. Globally, the virus has caused over 518.7 million infections and caused over 6.25 million deaths, according to the John Hopkins University. The Supreme Court announced on Wednesday that the sedition law will be put in abeyance until the government completes its review, the NDTV reported. Chief Justice N.V. Ramana said, and I quote, The Union of India will reconsider the law. The petitioners say the law is being misused. The Attorney General has also mentioned the sedition charge filed in Hanuman Chalisa case. It will be appropriate not to use this provision of law till further re-examination is over. We hope and expect that centre and state will desist from registering any FIR under 124A or initiate proceedings under the same until the re-examination is over, unquote. The bench added that states should prevent the misuse of the law. However, the government's representative had requested that the sedition cases already filed should not be put on hold while the law is under review. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta said on behalf of the government, and I quote, The government proposes to the Supreme Court that a police officer of the level of superintendent or above should decide for now on whether a sedition charge should be filed in future FIRs, unquote. The Apex Court heard the matter today for a batch of petitions challenging the validity of sections 124A of the Indian Penal Code, which criminalizes sedition, reported the bar and bench. Those who have already been charged with sedition can reach out to courts for a bail. But pending cases, appeals and proceedings for those charged should be kept in abeyance for now, the court said. During the hearing of the matter yesterday, senior advocate Kapil Sibyl, who was representing the petitioners about the misuse of sedition law, 
quoted the first prime minister of india jawaharlal nehru that this provision is obnoxious and the sooner we get rid of sedition the better solicitor general tushar mehta retorted that the central government was doing what nehru could not in an affidavit filed yesterday the center had accepted to review the sedition law but they urged the court to wait for the review by a quote unquote competent forum additionally they requested that the court should not invest time on petitions filed by the editors guild of india trinamool mp mahua moitra and others challenging the sedition law but as of now the sedition law stands paused until a complete review amid the sri lankan crisis a high alert has been ordered in the coastal districts of tamil nadu to monitor and prevent the intrusion of sri lankan nationals into the state abp live reported intense patrolling is taking place along the territorial waters and roads leading to the coastline a senior official told the hindu and i quote the coastal security group of tamil nadu police is coordinating with the indian navy and coast guard on the frequency and pattern patrolling along the southeastern sea belt unquote this comes after the state government was in touch with the ministry of home affairs on the possibility of sri lankan nationals arriving to seek refuge in india some sri lankan residents had already sought refuge in india in early march small batches of families and individuals took boats to reach the rameshwaram coast an unnamed official in the report said and i quote since vigil has been enhanced some illegal boat operators dropped fleeing families in islands close to the international maritime boundary line and turned back unquote The state home department has also directed the Tamil Nadu Coastal Police to alert the village committees in Dhanushkodi, Rameshwaram and other coastal areas of the state to inform the police regarding the presence of strangers reported ABP. Coastal security agencies rescued some families and brought them to Dhanushkodi in recent weeks. They said if need be they will request for increased aerial surveillance in the area. There is a speculation of rise in refugees coming to the coastal state in India as the situation in Sri Lanka has worsened after the resignation of Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksha on Monday. Chaos, violence and protests in the streets resulted in multiple injuries and even the death of a member of the parliament. Internet services in Bhilwara, Rajasthan were suspended on Wednesday after a man was stabbed to death on Tuesday night, the Indian Express reported. Bhilwara district collector Ashish Modi said and I quote Internet services in Bhilwara to remain suspended till 6 a.m. on Thursday May 12th unquote reported the ANI The area witnessed tensions after a Hindu man was allegedly killed by a Muslim man when he went to resolve a dispute involving his younger brother at the Kotwali police station area NDTV reported There is a heavy police deployment in the area amid fears of a possible communal tension According to the Quint, some right-wing groups of the area, including the Vishwa Hindu Parishad and the Hindu Jagran Manch, have called for a band or shutdown to protest the murder. DC Modi said the victim, Adarsh Tapadia, was killed in what seems to be a case of personal enmity. According to India Today, a dispute arose over money on Tuesday night, wherein Tapadia was attacked and injured. He was declared dead upon arrival at the hospital. DC Modi told NDTV and I quote The administration is talking to community leaders to keep a dialogue open and foster an understanding so that this incident does not acquire communal overtones unquote 
Rajasthan has witnessed various communal clashes in the last month in Karauli, Alwar and Jodhpur. As the victim and the accused are from two different communities, the police is preparing in advance to avoid any potential clash. Indian Express reported that even though an official curfew hasn't been announced, schools in quote-unquote sensitive areas have been shut for the day. Listeners, you might have heard the news of Cyclone Asani causing disruption over various coastal regions of East Coast in the country. While cyclones and other natural disasters wreak havoc on human settlements all across the globe, these disasters are not always so natural. Most of the disasters we have seen in the recent years have been due to human development and their impact on the climate. One such place facing disasters and destruction in the wake of human development is Uttarakhand. Over 70 families in Lohari village have been affected due to development of dams and subsequent flooding of large areas and creation of reservoirs. Those uprooted from their lands have alleged that they were forced to abandon their homes. Check out Noman Siddiqui's ground report from Uttarakhand on newslaundry.com to find out how development and new infrastructure is not only displacing people, but also causing deep harm to the ecology and environment. The video report is titled, Dams and Disasters, How an Uttarakhand Village Was Drowned for Development. Listeners, if you like the work that we do and want more in-depth investigations like this, do consider subscribing to us to access more content. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence because we don't depend on them for ads. Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So if you are not already a part of our ad-free system, do consider subscribing by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from as low as Rs 300 a month. After the bulldozers of anti-encroachment drive had to retreat following massive protests in Shaheen Bagh on Wednesday, a fresh anti-demolition drive has started in various parts of New Delhi today. According to the Times of India, the South Delhi Municipal Corporation Wednesday carried out an anti-encroachment drive in Najafgarh and other areas in South Delhi with their bulldozers. At the same time, demolition drives started in Dwarka and other were scheduled for Silampur. The places where the demolitions were carried out are Tilaknagar, Dwarka, Lodi Road, Silampur, Najafgarh, Ayanagar, among several other areas. Times of India reported that East Delhi Mayor Shyam Sundar Agarwal said, and I quote, As demolition drive began at Jahangir Puri, complaints started rising. People want clear roads. Yesterday, we operated bulldozers at Nandanagari and Sundarnagari. Today, we will conduct a drive at New Silampur. Unquote. ANI shared visuals from Dwarka Sector 3 on Twitter where bulldozers could be seen demolishing some structures. On Tuesday, the SDMC removed illegal temporary structures and demolished a few brick walls in New Friends Colony. The SDMC mayor had said in April that a month-long plan was prepared to remove encroachment from government lands, roads and footpaths in the areas that include Okhla, Madanpur Khadar, Sarita Vihar, Jaitpur, Lajpatnagar, Badarpur, Greater Kailash, Dwarka, Vasantkunj, Vikaspuri, Shahinbagh, etc. They kicked off the phase one of the demolition drive with Tughlaqabad on May 4th. The anti-encroachment drive in Delhi is set to continue till May 13th, the Mint reported. 
Now other MCDs have also followed suit and areas in west and east are facing the bulldozers. A day after Jahangir Puri demolition drive in April, following communal violence in the area, BJP's Delhi unit chief Adesh Gupta had said that civic bodies in the city's eastern and southern parts should carry out demolition drives to quote remove illegal encroachments by Bangladeshis and Rohingyas unquote. All of Delhi's civic bodies, East MCD, South MCD and North MCD are governed by the Bharatiya Janata Party. A senior Al Jazeera reporter, Shireen Abu Akleh, was shot dead while on a reporting assignment in Israel, the BBC reported. Another Al Jazeera journalist, producer Ali Al Samudi, was wounded in the incident. She was covering a raid by the Israeli security forces in the occupied West Bank city of Jenin. Al Jazeera said in a statement, and I quote, in a blatant murder violating international laws and norms, the Israeli occupation forces assassinated in cold blood Al Jazeera's correspondent in Palestine. Unquote. The statement called on the international community to hold the Israeli occupation forces accountable for their quote, intentional targeting and killing unquote, of the journalist. Qatar's assistant foreign minister, Lolwa Al Khater, said Abu Akleh was shot in the face while wearing a press flak jacket and helmet. Meanwhile, Israeli forces have denied any targeted attack on journalists and claimed that they were, quote, looking into the possibility that they were hit by Palestinian gunmen during the exchange of fire, unquote, the BBC reported. Yair Lapid, Israeli foreign minister, tweeted, and I quote, Israel offered the Palestinians a joint pathological investigation into the sad death of journalist Shireen Abu Akleh. Journalists must be protected in conflict zones and we all have a responsibility to get to the truth. Unquote. The Israeli government has laid the entire blame on Palestinians. However, the Israeli army confirmed that it had conducted an operation in Jenin refugee camp early on Wednesday, the NDTV reported. A witness... Kut's network journalist Shata Hanyasa told The Guardian that even she could have been shot. She said, and I quote, We were a group wearing press gear and Shireen was even wearing the helmet. So it is obvious that the one who shot her meant to hit an exposed part of her body. This is an assassination, unquote. Samodi, who was shot and wounded, claimed that the Israeli forces simply opened fire with no prior warning to stop reporting or leave the area. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.